road again Going places that I've never been Seeing things that I may never see again I can't wait to get on the road again Welcome to the Drive Podcast and thanks for listening. If you wouldn't mind, take a minute to hop over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get this podcast and leave a little feedback. I always appreciate being able to see uh, what people think about uh, this conversation and any ideas that you might have or things that you want to know that I may be able to help with or or whatever. It's a conversation and I want to extend it there. So if you land on this podcast page on my website or a blog, please leave comments and and if you have just a couple minutes, hop over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening and leave some comments there and feedback as well. Thank you very much. Today, I, I wanted to talk about maybe some issues that come up when you try and use educational technology in your classroom. Sometimes it can be this eye candy that can be distracting to the students. This came into my mind uh, during the college football season here. One of the things I... I love to do is watch college football. Uh, I enjoy that quite a bit. And there's this Geico commercial. Not that I endorse Geico, and they don't offer me any ad money, so take that for what it's worth. But one of the things that I really have enjoyed about the football season is this Geico commercial with Ice T and these little boys that have a lemonade stand. And everybody that walks past the lemonade stand skips right past the lemonade and looks at iced tea. And so when these people walk by, they see, you know, they're like iced tea. And the, the little boys are like, nope, lemonade. And, and this goes on for basically the entire 30 seconds. So if you want to see this commercial, it's in the show notes. And I'll put a link there. There's also a blog post that's going to be associated with this podcast because it really got me thinking and there's a video there. It's a very clever video and I think it really underscores some of the issues with ed tech because when you put educational technology into your classroom, a lot of times the kids get distracted by that or could get distracted by that and and forget that there's a learning process that is going on and that there's a reason why the shiny gadget is in their hands. So if educational technology is something that you want to use in your classroom, it needs to be something that occurs frequently. Uh, I guarantee you, if iced tea is not at that lemonade stand every day, people drive by the lemonade stand, they see lemonade. But the second iced tea shows up there, they quit looking at the lemonade and they start looking at the iced tea. So in your classroom, if educational technology is something that you want to incorporate and include as part of your foundation, then it needs to be something that's there from the beginning and as part of your foundation. So it's considered to be part of that lemonade stand instead of the shiny gadget that comes out once every nine weeks because my administrator says that I need to use more educational technology or what have you. I'm not trying to be disparaging towards anybody. But if you only use Kahoot once or twice, if you only use Socrative once or twice, if you only use an infographic once, if you only get your iPad mini cart once, you know, if you only visit the computer lab once, and this is only once per semester that you do something, then anytime you get out the technology, the, the students are going to be distracted by that. You don't have any uh, rituals. You don't have any routines. You don't have any practice at utilizing those things. I'm a firm believer that educational technology can be successfully incorporated into just about any classroom situation that you can learn through a variety of apps and that students can create through a variety of ways. But when they get those opportunities very infrequently, 
then the technology becomes the shiny toy. It becomes the iced tea to the lemonade stand. And they forget that there's a learning process that's happening. Just from my own experience, um, I tried really hard to get educational technology into my classroom. And, and I struggled for the longest time doing this. It was very difficult for me to get my kids to see that learning could occur through the iPad. And invariably, when I would check out the iPad cart the first time I was trying to do this, and I would have some app that was really cool and fun that I thought the, ki the kids could, could utilize to show off their learning, it was always with the high school students. It was like five minutes of selfies, 10 minutes of editing the selfies, and then it was figure out a way to post it to whatever social media they could get access to the Wi-Fi that they weren't blocked from. And then it was get into the app and how does it work and where does it work and how do I create the thing and where do I do the deal? And then the one day that I had the iPad cart turns into this tar pit of slowness where just nothing could get done and it was it was just it would just move at snail's pace it would occur one teensy step at a time i could not get the entire room together on the same thing at the same time where any any kind of instruction could happen it would it was a, it was a disaster i was so 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 frustrated what i discovered though through time was the more frequent access they had to those things to those technologies and for me it was graphing calculators and iPads the more time that we could play with them the easier it became for the kids to for the students to troubleshoot issues that occurred they could troubleshoot those issues on their own instead of me pausing class for each unique individual issue that came up it also became a situation where uh, the high school kids when I was using iPads a lot they would still take a selfie but now instead of five or six minutes of selfies and then 10 or 15 minutes of editing it was a quick selfie a quick edit and they were done inside a minute or two and you know what I can handle that and then when they got into the apps because they were familiar with the iPads because we had done these things because we'd worked on them as part of the foundation of the class they weren't as distracted and they understood how the apps worked. it wasn't hard for them to go between apps because they had started creating some internal uh, structures in their own brains on how to go from app to app to app and then it became this vibrant deal where my students were creating excellent excellent videos using apps that were on the iPad however that wouldn't have happened if I just introduced the technology once every six weeks or once a month. But it was something that was allowed to develop naturally and organically by having the students participate with the technology in the learning process on a frequent basis, two to three times a week. And I know not everybody has a situation in their classrooms, in their schools, where they can have the students access technology in that way so my question for you is in that unique uh, situation what is it that you can do that gets the focus off the technology and into the education from the iced tea to the lemonade stand so that when students are using technology in your room even if it's not super super frequently because of the situation that you have when they do step into the technology they see lemonade and that, and that can be a, a problem and the other thing to keep in mind is students love to use technology and mess with technology and they like to um, try things out and sometimes it doesn't work out exactly how they planned or you planned or you know accidents do happen but I would encourage you to let the creativity flow in this area how, how can your students be creative let them seek out ways to show off their own learning and, and be willing to accept something maybe a little bit different than you had imagined at first 
I don't know. I just think this commercial is hilarious, and and it, it also it just it just brings me back to some of the struggles that we have as educators. Um, some other things that you could consider, especially with the older students, uh, is, is you know step into your rhythm. I talked about in the. Um, in the Upside Down World podcast, the Stranger Things in Upside Down World, I talked about stepping into the student's rhythm. And, and one of the things that you can do is, especially with your older students, they're in Snapchat, they're in Twitter, they're in Tumblr, they're not so much in Facebook, they're not so much in Zynga anymore, uh, or MySpace. I mean, those things have come and gone. And, and so, as a teacher, uh, for, for the longest time, I, I viewed Snapchat as not a, a good thing to use, as a, as a scary thing to use, as something that could be potentially a ginormous uh, issue. But in further thought and in conversation with some of my um, friends across the ed tech world, I've come to realize that, you know, Snapchat could actually be a pretty cool thing. And especially in my study of gamification, one of the, one of the, and and teach like a pirate. So one of the things that kind of goes across all of this is, is that if students are anticipating something and really looking forward to something, um, they really will pay attention to what happens next because they want to know. And and so it's hard to teach a lesson through Snapchat, although I'm sure it could be done. I haven't given it uh, a ton, a ton, a ton of thought as far as teaching a lesson. But what you could do through Snapchat is build that anticipation. You Snapchat is, is great. You can do a professional Snapchat, uh, create a professional Snapchat account, and then you would use it like... Um, to, to tease out an upcoming lesson for your students. You could use it to tease out an upcoming uh, project for, for your students. And it's, and it's really fun because with Snapchat, you can take a selfie, you can put on uh, all these different like virtual reality sort of augmented reality maybe is a better word. You can put on an augmented reality mask, you can take a picture, you can edit that picture with, with some different animations or drawings or, or filters. You can put emojis on it, you can put a text on it, you can do all kinds of little things on these still pictures and you can do it to create a sense of anticipation. Uh, maybe, maybe it's just a book you're going to read and, and all you do is, uh, when you're talking about the book with your high school English kids, is you just, you just take a picture of the author's name and maybe you don't show anything else and, and you tease them with the author. Uh, maybe if you're teaching social studies and you're getting ready to talk about a, a specific um, location or, or, or country or something like that, you, you take a picture of an item that could represent that country or continent or whatever it is that you're going to talk about and you share that through Snapchat. And what you do is you have your kids follow you on Snapchat. You don't have to follow them back, so it doesn't have to be weird. And you can share these things to your story on Snapchat. And when you share these things to your story on Chapsnat, then um, then in chat chat snap chat ah, I'm getting all tongue-tied but when you share these things through snapchat then the kids can see it automatically uh, when they go in and log into their own accounts and then you don't have to follow your kids and be all weird about it now keep in mind also this is a professional deal and so you don't want to post anything that would be considered uh, a a negative or or have a bad um, reflection upon you as a person but um, and then and in the videos and the pictures, they're only there 24 hours uh, before they go away. So so if your kids miss it, they miss it. 
And and that's one of the ways you can do it. Uh, the other way is that with with Snapchat, you can also do movies and, and video. And so it's not a very long one, but you can maybe put together two or three little videos that that would also potentially build anticipation towards something that you're going to do in your class. And that's where your kids are. They're already on it 500 times a day. So step into that rhythm with your older kids. With your younger kids, you would just figure out what it is that, that you're you know, all of your second graders are into. I mean, there's always something every year that shows up all the time that every second grader is into ever. And then how hard is that for you to step into that role and, and utilize some of those aspects as well as part of your teaching? Another thing to consider is, is Tumblr. I know a lot of students really love Tumblr. I myself am not an expert Tumblr user, but today I was talking with one of my college students and, and she was kind of giving me a crash course on all the things Tumblr can do. I'm familiar with a lot of what Tumblr can do, but I just haven't utilized it in an educational way. I love Twitter. I think Twitter can be a powerful tool for educators. And, and again, you can have your students follow you and you don't have to follow back. The same thing with Tumblr. Uh, Tumblr allows you to upload a variety of materials. And I mean, there's, you name it, you can upload it. You can, and where Twitter limits you to 140 characters, Tumblr has no restrictions. You can put your less entire lesson on Tumblr and your students have it forever and ever and ever. And they can, and you can tag that lesson with your last name. You can put uh, a lesson together. You can put links for the, uh, online resources that your students are going to use. You can include pictures that you find on the internet that support your lesson. And you can also create a space for them to have a conversation back and forth. And this can be super powerful because now what's happening is students are using Tumblr and social media in ways that help promote their learning and help give them more, uh, you, you are meeting them where they are. So when they just check into Tumblr and they're scrolling through all of their items, they come across, hey, here's Mrs. So-and-so's lesson. And this is what I, you know, what I either miss today or what I can work on when I get home. And it's powerful because now you're stepping into the rhythm of the students and you're, you're where they are. And if you're super clever, kids love to go through and find humor and look at these um, GIFs or GIFs or however you say it. And some of those are very funny as well. And if you include some of that, now you've got the makings of an online uh, monster where where kids are all the time coming in to see what's going on so think think about these things think about how you can get off of the 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 shiny spot with the educational technology make it a foundational aspect of your classroom so that when people drive by and and look they're, they're not looking for iced tea but they're actually seeing the lemonade they're seeing the education that's occurring and they're seeing that educational technology is part of that education and not some shiny cool celebrity thing sitting in the background um, so there you go, uh, Geico commercial inspired podcast. I mean, how often are you going to hear that? I really appreciate that you took time to listen to this today. If you enjoyed the podcast, share it with a friend. If you uh, have questions about the podcast or want to know more about the Tumblr or Snapchat, I, I can help you out on both of those things and just see the associated blog post that goes with us. And as always, thanks for listening. Be brilliant. I can't wait to get on the road again.